0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Broad Incorporated presents Films for Feminists. Is this a love of cinema gone mad? Is this the impossible dream of finding films that represent women and girls... In a way most intelligent, most equal, most inclusive and intersectional? Is this feminism on film? With Sonia Hammer, who stars as a woman who lives for the impossible dream of a world of cinema where women are paid equally to men. Is this just fantasy? A film fantasy? No, it's real. Uncovering old and new films for women and girls about women and girls. Listen to us Monday nights On Broad, Films for Feminists on Joy 94.9. I'm
0: going to go to the house. You the to to <unforgiving>
1: We have Maddie Doe, Sony for Broad, got Maddie Doe. We have cornered her literally in a seating booth here at the Lido in Hawthorne because it is uh Monster Fest time. It is day Day three, is it day three already?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've lost on track of time. I don't even know what's well, going only on. Only day three. Okay, only day three. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Dearest Sister played today. You're our second feature? Yes. feature here at Monster Fest. And how was the reaction of the
0: audience? I was actually like... To be honest, I'm nervous but every time I watch. I watch oh, a yeah. film with the audience always. I always do. I stay through the whole thing. Even my own producer can't do that. Like, Andy is like, I can't, I can't. But I always do because I want to feel, you feel how the audience is feeling often. And then they react differently to different things. And what I loved about them, the Australian audience is they, like, they did giggle at the jokes, the small jokes, and Sister, they got them and they really understood a lot of the cultural context. And then there was this moment where, in Dear Sister, there's a, there are a bunch of Australian sex pats at a bar who are, like, you know, obviously t- sex tourists, and that came up on the screen, and he's like, meet my friends from Australia, and I was like, uh-oh, and I was like, and the audience was like, ha like, they all seem to know that that's a problem, you know what I mean?
1: probably just a stereotype, but yeah. Yeah, and I was like, but that
0: was my natural casting to make was because it's so common in in, in Southeast Asia. But there was such an awkward moment. That I was like sitting in my seat looking around like, oh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of Australian people and I just like portrayed their people so like Like, like awesome. half of the population. True, the male one. <laughs> the male but one. but um, No, it went really well. People, people really enjoyed it. And people really appreciated it. I was very happy, and like, people from all kinds of backgrounds, too, like, even people who were not really, um, who were looking for genre films and still loved it, because, um, Dear Sister is very much on this border between genre and drama, you know?
1: Almost, I don't mean it in a bad way, but so popular. Yeah, like, um, like, I've seen it, and I loved it, and I can say that i I can see it as an ongoing um, series, or of, about the characters. Yeah, I
0: mean, it, I think that like um, a series is about how Lao people interact with each other would be like really interesting in general. You know what That'd I mean? Right. But um, yeah, the, the audience really seemed to key into it, and I was very happy about that.
1: And um, what I find with dear sister.
0: Actually, just break the side when it's house. Oh, It's hard to talk about Dear Sister in that, like, what is it about, because it is a ghost film. So it's a, it's a film about um, a wealthier middle case, middle-aged middle girl, um, not even just middle-aged, she's like probably upper-middle-class girl who's going blind, and she's married to a white husband in Laos, and the family decides that she should have a helper. stay with her and so they bring one of her like uh village cousins like a redneck bogan cousin to be her helper and her assistant in the house but she doesn't hardly know the cousin like they've never even met um she doesn't want help because it seems a little condescending to have like a helper running around after you you know and it makes her very insecure because she can't help but wonder if her more wealthy friends and her white husband think that they're the same especially since they're from the same family um, and as this village girl is there, she starts to realize that the, the physical illness is actually much more complex than what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks that she's hallucinating and having depression problems and as she's going blind and that she's hurting herself, but the, the little cousin starts to realize that there's something more supernatural going on and that this girl sees, but she doesn't see what we see, you know. Um, in the peripheral of her vision, and um, it becomes a story about how, like, a, an unintentional relationship comes together and falls apart.
1: It's a really interesting uh, piece of what I found about relationships. Yes. sisters, but not really.
0: But, but we call each other yeah, sister so and brother have, in our yeah, language. Yeah, in our language. That's, I guess,
1: just to clarify, of course, for uh, non people who are not part of the world, So, it's very much about those dynamics and that tension between two women that are growing together, actually. Yeah. Think
0: about it. From completely um, different backgrounds, but at the same time. Yeah, and actually, that's the contrast that I super want to show people. It's like they're from the same family, they speak the same language, and they're from the same country, but their lives could not be more different. And it's almost like they're foreign to each other. Yeah. And, and you've also got the
1: interplay of the foreign, yes. uh, the foreign influences
0: as yes. well. Yes. Because she's got a white husband yes.
1: and uh, a white partner
0: that has a shown marriage. What was that? Are they married? Yes, yeah. they're married. Oh, they are married. yes.
1: yes. Um, so that's also really interesting what's going on there. <laughs> and there's a political in the background there's something really dodgy and political going on yes. it's, very, it's, it's a
0: very social um, it's a very social film It's a, to be honest it's kind of a harsh commentary on society and um, I don't shy away from that but I don't as a filmmaker I don't feel like I need to tell people that there's some kind of solution or there's some kind of answer to it I kind of just like to portray what I am seeing and what is happening, what is authentically happening in Laos, and of course I have to like make, take liberties with it because I'm making a supernatural ghost film. Okay. But um, and there are some exaggerations in because of that, but at no point do I give the audience any indication that it will be fixed, it can be fixed, that there that if these people were only. If they could only fix this and this would not happen to them, because that's not how life is nowhere near that yeah, easy yeah. or streamlined.
1: Yeah, it's has got real patronizing People aspect. do that. Yeah, they're yeah. very yeah. patronizing, and, and, and it's getting that across, which uh, very rarely see Thank in drama. Thank So, that was really good, that's what I really like.
0: I'm glad you noticed that.
1: Um, yeah. Happens to women, particularly women of color, it yeah. happens to indigenous women as well. Clearly, yeah. um, really we don't know how to
0: manage ourselves. I, I don't even know where this assumption would come from, you know? And it's like for Asian women, the automatic assumption is that they're subservient. They think of yeah. this like mystic so oriental. So missive, submissive. We're submissive, subservient, that we're some mystic like mystic. oriental princess bullshit, uh, princess, you know? Uh, it, yep. it it doesn't make any sense at all. And especially if you've been in Asia, you know how, like, yes, men can be very misogynistic and chauvinistic in Asia, but at the same time, women are very powerful and very strong in Asia. So, like, it, it always boggles me that foreign men come to Asia and think that that's what they're going to get. Okay, maybe, maybe there are certain things that an Asian woman does that's not typical for a Western country. But at the same time, There's definitely like positives and negatives to that, and that it's not as cut and dry as oh, Asian women are submissive. It is not anywhere near that.
1: Now, making a film, making it in your homeland, and country, as a woman, what's that experience like? Because you're noted to be the only female filmmaker making features. So far, so
0: so far, I'm the only female making features in Laos. Um, surprisingly the country and the government itself has been wildly supportive of me. They are very proud to have a woman making film. They are very excited to have female stories. It's um, my peers and even foreigners who are not supportive. Foreigners! The ones who are always championing women's rights and etc. I know we, I come from a third world country and I'm living in a developing country. I know that we have issues with human rights and etc. but like
1: who does it? What country does it? Well, in Laos particularly,
0: people think that we're very, quite behind. But then, like as a female filmmaker, I feel very supported by my own people and by my own country. But when I hear from foreigners and my own other peers that a lot of them think I'm only getting attention because I'm using that as a gimmick, like, oh, well, of course people have to say they like her because she's the only woman making film in the country. I get a lot of that. Yeah. Is there a film
1: school or um, no. uh, college? Or None. Or something over
0: there? No, there's a university and there's a media communication studies program, and I know that there's one professor. He's quite young, actually. He's very, actually, very into film, and I know he's been trying to teach his students about film. But there is no film school, or there's no film curriculum, or like a line of study that is focused on film at all in Lao. There's no acting school either.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm surprised because the performances are so.
0: They're just they have so much depth. Have you?
1: They're just uh, normal
0: people. Yeah. I choose them. I choose my actors by their look and yeah. by their responsibility and talent. You know, I will always go for someone who is going to be who I can rely on to come on set committed, yeah. and who is committed to be on time and to do the work and to. So none of
1: them are trained as such.
0: The only trained actor is um, the white guy who is Pam Betwisk. and he was from Estonia and he's actually quite famous as. You know the the handsome hero in this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's the only trained actor. and That's the first time I've ever worked with an actual with an actual actor. <laughs> yeah. Really? He was very sweet. He's very kind. Actually, we were very worried initially because you know he's like an official actor, and then we're bringing him to live <laughs> on the set with us. Did
1: it get released
0: in We're working on a release right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, we're working on a release right now.
1: Of the poster, yes, we
0: would have to make a new poster to put yeah. him more yeah. present, and it, which makes sense because he's the one who would draw an audience in. Because exactly. nobody knows who's, you know, who just other who people? are these other people and yeah. from a country that they have never heard of. Yeah,
1: yeah. It might increase perhaps relations between the two countries. Perhaps. So, yeah, really be <laughs>
0: You
1: know, next time. I mean, you talked about sponsorship. I think it was at the panel one the week. Um, Funding sponsorship, and you had a beer company that came. Yes, to, Beer Lao um, or the La Brewery yeah. Company,
0: yeah. which is very helpful because, like, there's I don't see any other way of um, finding generating income locally for the film. Well, yeah. That's
1: going to make it about yeah. to become
0: a reality. That's, that we, I would hope so. I'm. I would hope that, like with the success of *Dear Sister*, that more people think that film is a viable thing to invest in. I mean, *Dear Sister* has played in so many countries now that if people want to be seen and heard, that film is an option for them. You know, yeah. even just thinking financially or business-wise, to be able to be represented the way *Dear Sister* has represented Lao is amazing. And what
1: about television? And things like that. As far as Our television
0: system is extremely broken. Right. It's in disrepair. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's almost impossible to make television in Laos because it's so expensive to buy airtime and you pay for airtime and you have to find your own sponsors and you have to find your own advertisers and you have to arrange your own commercials. Basically, you just pay for airtime. You develop your own content. Nobody pays you for content or anything. They're basically stations and you just pay for airtime. Uh, so you don't get paid for a TV. Right. Yeah. Let me, let me I don't. Yeah. So t- television is a very backwards yeah. industry. And yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: that's why we don't really have any
0: ser- like story series, yeah. dramas, and etc.
1: Speaking of stories, dramas, uh, can you tell us what you plan to do next? Another sort of feature? Uh, oh, my third film uh, is
0: so yeah. weird and so different. Yeah. I actually had a whole trilogy plan for um, for myself. And the trilogy was about women. Um, my first one, Tantali, was about a woman in, in the situation of her home in Laos. That one blew me away. Yeah, in, with her family, you know, a woman and her place in her family. And then this one, Dear Sister, was a woman in her place in her society. Yes. But um, I wanted to do a third in the trilogy that was a woman in her place in a foreign society. A Lao woman in her place in a foreign society. obviously wouldn't be made in Lao. then it would be made part, partially in Laos and partially in another country, which I really wanted snow. I really... Yes, because it's such an opposite, like conflicting contrast of Laos, that it would be amazing to be able to do it in a country with snow, you know? So, I am looking at Norway. I know a few producers in Norway that are very interesting. Um, I'm looking at Canada and um, France, because there are parts of France that do receive snow. I'm heavily leaning towards fr- France because I know that the work relationship would be great. And my French producer was amazing, like amazing. And, um, but there's always a problem with funding and costs. And this is why this film would not be able to happen immediately after Dearest Sister. So, that would not be my third film, even though it's the third part of the trilogy, it could not be the third film. But my third film is super wild, it's very strange. Um, I call it Laos for a sci fi film. (laughs) Yes, it's a time travel serial killer film that takes place in the rural villages of Laos. (laughs) Wow, okay. And the actual um, main star is a man and it's the gardener character from Dear Sister yes. the old man i love his face gosh he's he is yes he he he's intense <laughs> he's isn't he
1: yes exactly i can see that on radio you can't hear that on radio uh, the uh, you know expressions you can oh he's you
0: know. he's sinister isn't he's he? sinister but um, the film know. is actually going to deal a lot about regret and loneliness and what it's like to be isolated and forgotten by the rest of the world and the rest of your community and people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a theme that comes across a lot. It's I think lot so. Regret. Yes. Um, I have a, I think... choices, the choices people make. Mistakes
0: and regret. It's, it's, I don't know why it's a big theme in a lot of my films. It's a big thing. Actually, I probably do know why. Like, if I were with a shrink and I explored it, I would probably... Be able to pinpoint it, but maybe it would be a little too personal to speak about on radio, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's be close to when it's
1: going to be completed and you're taking it around. When do you think you'll have that ideally?
0: I want to start production next year in the winter time. So around January or December, I would like to start production. Um, on the 7th, I go to Macau to the Crouching Tigers Project Lab to pitch the script. So there are 12 projects that have been selected for cash prizes to um, to pitch and compete for these cash prizes, and that's I'm one of the 12. Of Macau, um, it's called the Crouching Tigers Project Labs, and it's part of IFM, which is like the International Film Festival um, of Macau. So. Sounds very cool. Yeah. So
1: that's the pitch, and then. Oh, I don't. I'm not holding out hope, but I hope that I'll meet people who are interested at least. need to see other two films, and maybe they will get it.
0: Maybe, but then I'm also competing against other projects that have been selected, are like oh, ultra famous directors, like don't think about Nicholas Winding Refn is one of the oh, twelve projects.
1: Really yeah. Great. And a uh, how does
0: how would they even imagine like oh, an indie like me going up against him? That makes me feel
1: as well because I've actually interviewed him so you'll be alongside
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so strange <laughs> he seems awesome and I like, I think his work okay. is beautiful
1: right. do you have to talk to him or chat to
0: him? no not at all
1: well, you don't have to I mean him. we don't but we... if you do he's a Doctor Who fan
0: is he really? So he likes
1: the sci-fi aspect. oh wow okay
0: that's awesome okay. that's awesome so yeah
1: keep that in mind and he clicks those um, you know those robot things? Um, oh, you know those uh, Chinese robots? You know, the, the yes, ones. yes. So
0: he's a bit of a, yeah, collector.
1: That's amazing, okay. So when I interviewed him, that's what he was talking about. He was looking at his desk while I was on the phone to him. And he was, I could hear this clunking sound. I was like, what is he doing? I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, while I'm talking to you, I'm just playing with my toys. I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't do my Dalek. And I was like, Yeah, go.
0: he has a little da- Dalek. Um, they look so, like trash bins, they look well, like uh, you rubbish go, bins.
1: A sci-fi fan
0: for you. There we go. And Doctor Who is all about the time travel and exactly. you know,
1: oh, <laughs> so. Well, I might wrap it up simply because I'm being selfish. I, um, I have to see a film well in 20 minutes. Oh, okay, okay. No worries. You can but, call uh, me again anytime. Oh, I know. <laughs> but Maddie, it's so great to finally have you uh, in the flesh. Broad, I'm sure 94.9 because I know we done on the phone when you were in Tasmania I think correct it was, correct. It was so
0: fun actually and we did sci-fi and squeam and it was yes, right. hilarious and now I get to actually meet you I and know it's,
1: it's been great and yeah. you go back tomorrow well you're going away to I'm going to
0: Singapore tomorrow Singapore, to show the film yeah. in Singapore correct oh, yeah right.
1: it's busy, busy, busy woman.
0: It's getting crazy, but at the same time I don't feel busy enough because I want to be in production already. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I wanna make my like, drinking wine, having fun and Right like, now, I
0: should <laughs> not be sitting around drinking wine. I should be making another film right now. Well, my time sorry. travel serial I can already, killer I can feel one. It <laughs> I want to.
1: Well
0: <laughs> oh, look, thank you so much for supporting. It's been great being with you on Broad Joy 949. 9- well shit, see, I already messed up. Oh my god. I forgot your name. <laughs> oh, I did forget my name. So, it's been great. This is Maddie Doe on Broad on Joy 949, and it's been super awesome to be able to speak to everyone in Australia. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, that's gorgeous.
1: Thank you so much. Good luck with the next project. Thank you. No, thanks yeah. so much for speaking to us on Broad. Thanks, thanks, for dear
0: Thank you. <laughs> you tell me when I can? Yeah, go Okay. Go. Hi everyone, it's Julia Ducournau, Director of Raw on Broad on Joy
1: 949. Thank you. <laughs> Bombastic, audacious, revolutionary, rash, outraged, organized, assertive, activist, day. Broad. 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 On Broad. Joy 94.9.